the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. 20 years of intelligent talk. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Well, the Senate has given the nod to that relief package. The $1.9 trillion bill approved Saturday carries direct payments up to $1,400 for most Americans. It also extends emergency unemployment benefits. Republican lawmakers, though, say the measure is nothing but pork. The White House opposes efforts by some states to pass transgender sports bans. President Biden has signed an executive order supporting the so-called transgender rights. Investigation continuing in Colorado today. Authorities are looking over videotapes. They're vowing to bring charges against anyone that can be identified who damaged property or caused injuries at a wild party involving hundreds of people near the University of Colorado in Boulder. This is SRN News. Dan Proft sees a bad pattern emerging. It seems to me they're just trying to get back to full employment and say we're back to full employment, get down down to a number that indicates full employment, 4% or something like this. And then, and, and whether that's a combination of people actually returning to work or people just stop looking for work because they're on the government dole or because they've given up, it doesn't really matter. We just need to get to that number. The Dan Proft Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Thanks for tuning in to AM 1280. The Patriot weather for today, we got mostly sunny and a high of 61, moving into a low of 36 for tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny again with a high of 60 and a low of 44. Streaming on demand at AM 1280, The Patriot, the Dinesh D'Souza podcast. You know him as a New York Times bestselling author and his filmmaking roles behind Hillary's America, Death of a Nation, Trump Card, and more. Hear what he's up to today with the free Dinesh D'Souza podcast at am1280thepatriot.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Does your hose leak or wear out too fast? Is your pressure washer weak and not hot enough? American Pressure in Robbinsdale is your solution. Discover how our huge inventory of pressure washers, steamers, and repair parts can help your business. We are your industrial pressure washer source for service, new wash bays, and everything pressure washer. Call us today at 763-521-4442 and see what sets us apart at AmericanPressure.com. Hi, it's Keith Hittner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hittner Sr. and Keith Hittner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hittner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HittnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. If you have an unpaid tax debt to the IRS that you can't pay, please hear this special notice. Specially approved IRS relief programs designed to aid delinquent taxpayers are now in effect that can significantly improve your financial situation. Depending on your circumstances, you may qualify to have your tax problem resolved in your favor and may even have your back taxes reduced by thousands or eliminated entirely. A relief hotline has been established by Community Tax for you to call and see if you qualify at 800-555-88. If you owe the IRS back taxes that you can't afford to pay, don't let the IRS trick you into thinking you have no way out. Our highly accredited tax professionals will let you know what you qualify for and how much you can save. We may be able to stop all liens, garnishments, levies, and save you thousands. Call and see if you qualify for this taxpayer relief at 800-555-88. 800-555-88. That's 800-555-88. Community Tax. Who's your tax guy? How do you define strength? Is it physical? Hot, hot. <laughs> Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. 
Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the Liberty Bell and its crack. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for a smart, plain talk regarding politics, Israel, and the law. This is the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Now, here's your host, Andrew Parker. I'm impressed with my attorney, Bernie. I'm impressed with his influential friends. He's got very big connections, and I follow It's Sunday, 4 o'clock, and that means it's the best hour in radio of the week. It is the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and uh, we're looking for yet more victories this week. We need them. We definitely do. And you're listening at a 12... 80 a.m. The Patriot. We replay also Freedom 1570 at 6 o'clock. You can live stream us coast to coast. You can get us, uh, you know, as a podcast all week long or beyond. And uh, follow us on Facebook. We're, we're, uh, we can be seen broadcasting each week. Uh, on uh, Facebook, and I want to invite you for this hour to stay with us as we're going to have a very special guest and a good friend of mine, CEO, author, and all-around interesting raconteur, Howard Root is joining us on the Victory Hour. Howard's been on a couple of other times over the last several years author of Cardiac Arrest, uh, as he describes it, five heart-stopping years as a CEO on the Fed's hit list. Federal prosecutors went after CEO Howard Root. He has lived to talk about it and write about it, as he did in Cardiac Arrest. It's a fascinating story, and it is uh, just a few days ago, the five-year anniversary of his complete acquittal and exoneration. So stay with us to hear the very interesting uh, interview with uh, Howard Root. Next week on the Victory Hour, we will have Republican Party Chairwoman Jennifer Carnahan joining us. You may recall a few weeks ago she was scheduled to join us and had to cancel at the last minute due to scheduling Uh, But we have her on next week, so uh, jot that down with your number two pencil on your yellow pad and make sure to set your alarm on, uh, if you are uh, so technology savvy, on your iPhone or Android and uh, set it for 4 o'clock on Sunday and listen in to our, what will be a very interesting discussion with Jennifer Carnahan. I want to go back to last week. Uh, when I was talking about cancel culture, I was talking about perhaps one of the most dangerous uh, attacks on our freedoms, on our most important freedom, the freedom of speech and association and assembly, uh, uh, and comparing it to uh, Joe McCarthy and the Joe McCarthy era. And I referred to McCarthy as a congressman. He, he, of course, as you know, and and I know I don't I don't know why I did, but uh, uh, was a U.S. senator McCarthy from Wisconsin. As I indicated, uh, uh, he uh, was in the legislature from Wisconsin, but he was a U.S. senator, and he was ahead of the uh, head of uh, the investigation uh, 
regarding the un-American activities, as he called them, uh, during the 1950s. Uh, so I want to make uh, I wanted to make that correction. As on the victory hour, we want to be accurate. Some are willy nilly and loose with the facts. We like to be uh, strict in accuracy. Listen, uh, the cancel culture has not ended. It's only uh, gotten worse. You probably saw in the news this week. Uh, Dr. Seuss books have now been canceled. And, you know, where does it end? (laughs) Really, where does it end? Dr. Seuss books. Uh, The damage that such books do to our children is, uh, well, it's untold damage, of course. And so we we must rid them from uh, any innocent child's eyes or mind. You know, the, <laughs> the interesting stories in uh, Dr. Seuss of the Barbaloot, uh, as, as you uh, may recall from the Lorax, one of my favorites, or Yertle the Turtle. I mean, how offensive, Yertle the Turtle. But the, the offenses that have been cited to cause Dr. Seuss, the venerable one, to be removed, at least six of his books, permanently pulled from publication. Now, two of them rank as the world's best-selling children's books, and they are being pulled from publication. Uh, now, mind you, mind you, they are not shutting anything down in Hollywood Oh, no, there's no offense that is occurring in Hollywood. You know, uh, Saturday Night Live every week commits offenses far beyond anything the good doctor ever did. But no, that is left alone. Uh, you know, John Stewart should be, uh, should be thrown in jail with the key tossed in the river for how many offenses he has committed or did commit when when on, uh, what was it, Comedy Central or whatever uh, he was doing. And what was said in terms of uh, the announcement Tuesday of this week that uh, Dr. Seuss Enterprises would no longer be publishing several of these books, six of them, it's because, quote, they portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Very hurtful, that, Dr. Seuss. Very hurtful. And you better take it seriously. In fact, you better take, you better start taking everything in life very seriously. If you're going to take Dr. Seuss very seriously, I mean, where, as I say, where does it end? And in fact, I thought it was an onion sketch, you know, from from the magazine. Truly hard to believe. Uh, If I ran the zoo written back in the 1950s and the, uh, the first of Dr. Seuss's children's books published, Uh, And to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, uh, published in 1937, both of those books, those are the two of the six that have now been removed, no longer to be uh, published, they remain in the top 10 most popular children's titles on all of Amazon.com. And they were removed because... Uh, Dr. Seuss apparently in several of his books showed people of different ethnicities. And he did so, it's claimed, by drawing them in a way that they actually looked. But, you know, cartoonish, caricature-ish. See, but what, what the critics don't realize is this is a cartoon book. You see, 
And, and it is a caricature, you see. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's what turns you to Saturday Night Live because when you lampoon things, you're allowed to do it. I, I just, it's, it's just incredible. Uh, <laughs> so I, I found that to be shocking and a good exit from the short discussion of cancel culture. Culture. When we come back after this short break, we're going to be joined by author Howard Root, and we may talk a little bit more about cancel culture and where this uh, great nation has turned in terms of silencing those who have not ideas out of the mainstream, but ideas that we were all raised on. Go to ParkerDK.com because we're going to be right back. You better get there quickly. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. A record of success second to none. Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm, the numbers tell the story. The last five cases our lawyers have brought to trial have resulted in million and multi-million dollar verdicts for our plaintiff clients and zero defense verdicts for our defense clients. Put simply, we try cases and we win cases. Hi, I'm Andrew Parker. At Parker Daniels Keyboard, we take our work personally and we go the extra mile. That is why some of the biggest law firms, locally and nationally, send cases to us to handle when they can't. If you have a challenging and critically important business or personal legal dispute that must be favorably resolved, whether regarding a contract matter, a business divorce, a real estate dispute, an employment dispute, a civil rights or defamation matter, plain talk if it's a big deal, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. We are back. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker. And as I said on the other side of this break, we are joined now by CEO, author, uh, and just all-around expert raconteur, Howard Root, uh, on the Victory Hour, who uh, once ran uh, the uh, significant uh, medical device company, Vascular Solutions, a company that uh, developed more than 50 new medical devices during the uh, time period since Howard uh, 
founded or created the uh, the the company, became CEO as well, and uh, he found himself in 2011 uh, at the. I don't know, spear at the end of the spear of the federal government threatening to destroy his company and put Howard behind bars. Why? Well, he had an ex-employee who was out for revenge, told a tall tale story about a device that never harmed a single patient, made up a very small percentage of the company's sales, I think less than 1% of the company's sales, and it was a complete lie and fabrication, but the government went after uh, Howard uh, due to it. And <laughs> Howard said, no, no, you got the wrong guy because I am not caving to your pressure. What did he do? He went through about 120 attorneys. We're going to talk about that. And about $25 million to ultimately, five years ago this past week, Get completely acquitted and exonerated of any wrongdoing by himself or his company. Complete vindication. Howard Root has written Cardiac Arrest, and he joins us now on the Victory Hour, straight from Florida. How are you, Howard? Great, Andrew. Thanks for inviting me on. And, you know, the raconteur description is my favorite one, you know, as a <laughs> former lawyer, former public company CEO, to add raconteur adds a little spice to the equation, and I like that. Thank you very much. Well, you're anything but boring, uh, Howard, so you're <laughs> right. Attorney and CEO doesn't get it. Uh, I, You know, I wanted to uh, ask you, you know, li- a little bit later on, and folks, make sure you stay with us. This is going to be very interesting. I do want to talk to you and circle back with you about my references at the top to the uh, the end of uh, Dr. Seuss, the Dr. Seuss era, going back to the 1930s, it appears, as people are trying to silence Dr. Seuss. But before we get to that, you know, they uh, they tried to destroy you. The federal government tried to destroy you. Give us a few minutes about, you know, when you first learned that this investigation was going on and what was it? all about well sure yeah as you said it's uh this week was the five-year anniversary of the jury coming back with a not guilty verdict on all counts uh, in fact not only did they say not guilty but we didn't even call any witnesses we just rested after the prosecution case and went straight to closing arguments and they came back not guilty and one of the jurors emailed me afterwards saying that what the prosecutors had done to me my company my employees nothing short of criminal so the jurors wanted to throw the prosecutors in prison and give me a medal and send me on my way. That's what it was five years ago. That, that's called victory, as you know well, yes. the early legal battles. You've had a few of those as well. Um, but it was 10 years ago, five years before that, that this whole thing started. And as you described in the intro, it, it really started with a disgruntled former employee, which a lot of bad things in the world do start with that. Someone who wasn't doing his, his right thing, and we told him this isn't working right, and you know, he leaves and then he gets upset and then he goes and makes up a tall tale and goes to the prosecution offices. And you, you would think that prosecutors would would have a little skepticism when a disgruntled former employee walks in the door. And I found out that that's not the case. The skepticism they have is when a CEO who they consider to be a rich man uh, is, is telling me he didn't do anything wrong. And a disgruntled former employee, a poor downtrodden soul, is spinning a yarn of what went on. And the prosecutors, in my case, from that first meeting, they spent over a year digging into that and getting so locked into what they believed was true, listening to only one side, that when they came to us and we started showing them the evidence, they thought we were all lying. And it got them so incensed that they couldn't believe they couldn't crack my employees. My employees stuck to the truth. And and the prosecutors said, if you do that and and the company settles, and you know, they all settle, they all cave, uh, you're going to get fired, you're going to get excluded from healthcare, bad things are going to happen to you, but if you tell us what we want you to say, which is they actually quoted grand jury transcripts to the witnesses saying, this is the testimony you have to give. If you do that, you'll be safe. You'll be one of the protected few. And so few people would ever tolerate that. You know, you've got complete immunity on one hand, and you put yourself in the line of fire the other way. And I'm so proud of my employees who stood up for me and the company. 
and they just didn't crack. And so then when it got to trial, we called their bluff. And nobody does that. $25 million, 100 lawyers. I mean, if I'd hired you, I'm sure it would have been, you know, less than $24 million. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I made some bad choices on law firms along the way. And, and, and you know, but you, you're going to do that. And I had the benefit of being a former lawyer. So I knew what to do with my lawyers and how to work with them and, and how to get rid of them if they weren't the right ones or get the right team together. And then you get to the trial and, and you can see it in the prosecutor's eyes. They're scared of what's going to happen because they're not ready. They don't go to trial. 99% of criminal prosecutions end in someone pleading guilty, not in a trial, not in justice. And a lot of people who are not guilty plead guilty because they can't stand the process. They can't afford the process, and they're done. But we were one of the fortunate few. I was probably one of the most fortunate criminal defendants in America, and we stood up. Yeah, and, and very— And then afterwards. Nobody can, nobody yeah. can afford— uh, which you uh, luckily were able to, to fight the U.S. government who were hell-bent on destroying you and your company. They weren't going to listen to any facts that didn't meet their narrative. And it is amazing that to the against that pressure, as you have described it, your employees stood not just with you, but with the truth and did not allow... Uh, the threats uh, to to cause them to, to to waver. You know, I wanted to ask Howard, yeah. uh, the attorneys that you worked with, and you know, obviously, don't give names, firms, or individuals. Uh, you know, people can read the book, and by the way, it is a fantastic read. It is not just an interesting book with interesting subject and a great story, but it's really well written. Uh, to to read it and and to to draw you into uh, the story, cardiac uh, arrest by Howard Root. Really, it is outstanding. Uh, but but Howard, can you talk about what was it about the attorneys? Knowing that you know you're you're a um, uh, uh, very well educated in the law uh, attorney at one of the biggest firms uh, for a number of years. Uh, uh, in in Minnesota, and so you know about lawyers and you know about the law. What is it uh, about lawyers that caused you to go through, or about the lawyers you worked with that caused you to go through so many? Well, I think there's there's really two things that were a problem for me, and and I, I was experienced in civil litigation, but the criminal defense side is completely different. You know, first, most of the criminal defense lawyers came up through the prosecutorial ranks. They were prosecutors, and they had that attitude. And then most of their clients are actually guilty. They've done something wrong. And the clients have told stories to the criminal defense lawyers of how they're not really guilty. And so the criminal defense lawyers get jaded, or they think they know better, or they think that the prosecutor is always right. They don't believe that prosecutors would act as badly as they did in my case. And my case is not the exception. It happens every day in America. Right. So they are not your advocate as much as you would be if you were my lawyer. They're more the advocate for the system, and the system puts defendants in prison. Then the second thing is they play the same game the prosecutors do. They don't believe this case is going to go to trial. They think you're going to settle. And you know when you're working up a case and you know it's going to settle, you don't do the same amount of work you would do. Mm -hmm. You might put in the hours, but you're not preparing the same way as if you knew you were going to go and give your opening argument on Monday. Mm -hmm. So they're not ready. So then my first set of attorneys, uh, you know, they they weren't ready, and I told them they got to get ready, and and they quit. The second set of lawyers – they, they were going to get ready, but they were going to get ready to put me in prison. They thought if I pled guilty, they could keep me out of prison. That was their big victory. And with them as my defense lawyers, that would have been as good a victory as I could have gotten. So I had to get rid of them, so I fired them. The first one quit, the second one I fired. The third set, though, really dug into what happened here, and they were as appalled as I was. By the time we got into the courtroom, they were as angry at the prosecutors as I was, and you can imagine how high a level that was. And now I, I knew I had the right advocates on my side, and they just smoked these lawyers in trial. Because prosecutors, for all of what they think they are, they're not trial lawyers because they have such an advantage over every other defendant in America that when you actually have a good legal team and a good defense and a good defendant, they crumble. And that's what they did in my case. And so when, when you're uh, uh, you know, talking about the narrative of the case 
and the fact that your uh, lawyers, at least the first two sets of lawyers, uh, were not readying the case, and the second set wanted you to plead, did you have good plea deals that, you know, you could have pled and not done any time, and why were you refusing to do that? Well, you know, that's the way it used to be, and, and, and that the corporations would always plead because it would just be about the money. You pay your $25 million, $10 million, whatever it is. There's no amount of money that I would resist paying if the opposite, if I, I didn't pay it, I was going to go to prison. I'm not going, even for one year in prison, it destroys your life. I, I don't know if you've met people, but I've met people who've been in prison for a year. Minimum security, federal penitentiary, and they come out probably pretty much broken, uh, divorced, and, and alcoholic. You know, that's the three big ones. But, it, but so you're not going to just be about the money. But in the last... 10 years, the Department of Justice has changed from going for the money to going for the money and the individual. And in my case, they always wanted me to plead guilty to a crime on the individual basis, and then I would be excluded from health care forever. So that's the career death sentence if I had pled guilty. And they would not waver from that. And that actually was a benefit to me because if there was an out, I would have had to seriously consider it, an acceptable out. When there's not an out, I can say we're not settling, we're going forward, and we can fight the fight and win. And, and that's what I was able to do. So ironically, as aggressive as these prosecutors were, as clueless as they were, that benefited me because it allowed me to just exclude that whole settlement, settlement thought and get to the trial. And, and, and these prosecutors way. were from the Justice Department of one Barack Obama going after the conservative CEO hellbent on his uh, uh, serving prison time. We are talking to uh, author, CEO, and uh, expert raconteur Howard Root this Sunday on the Victory Hour. And uh, we'll be right back after this short break. Again, go to ParkerDK.com. Stay with us. AM 1280, The Patriot. How can you protect your company's most valuable proprietary information? This is Andrew Parker of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. We recently represented a local manufacturing company in an employment lawsuit. Our client learned that a longtime employee was leaving the company to join a direct competitor. The employee intended to help the competitor develop an automated manufacturing system that was a copy of our client's system. The employee did not have a non-compete agreement with our client. We nonetheless filed suit and brought an immediate motion to prevent the employee from beginning work with the competing company. We won, and the employee was prohibited from working for the competitor. Parker Daniels Keyboard's attorneys have been advising companies on employment law matters for decades. And if you find yourself in court, our attorneys are some of the toughest and most experienced employment trial lawyers around. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard. Go to ParkerDK.com. Have you been suffering from numbness, tingling, burning, or restless pain in your hands or feet? It may be time to pivot from the cycle of more and more medications and take a conservative, holistic approach to your neuropathy. Get answers today by contacting Dr. Knight Chiropractor at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center in Chanhassen. If you do nothing, you run the risk of suffering long-term complications like infections, poor wound healing, balance issues restraining you to a walker, and possible amputations. In fact, 73,000 Americans lose a limb every year to untreated diabetic neuropathy. Get your life back today. Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center has helped hundreds of patients improve and in some cases completely reverse their neuropathy. If you're ready to regain your independence, contact Dr. Knight DC at Abundant Life Chiropractic Health Center in Chanhassen. As a Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 get acquainted offer. That's a massive value for just $49. Neuropathy doesn't wait around. You shouldn't either. Call 952-383-38 to schedule a full neuropathy workup. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard, 
We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard Lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. We're back. The Victory Hour. This week, our special guest, author of Cardiac Arrest, Howard Root, joins us. And uh, we're talking about not just, uh, well, certainly not a novel, no fiction here, real-life story that Howard Root experienced. He can now look at in the rearview mirror, but at the time was harrowing. No doubt. Five years ago this past week, the jury came back after a uh, lengthy criminal trial that included no witnesses on behalf of the defendant, Howard Root, and his company. They came back with a complete acquittal and exoneration of Howard and Vascular Solutions, uh, his company and uh, their employees and the good work that they uh, did. Howard, talk to us a little bit about the trial itself. Again, uh, if you have an opportunity, and certainly you can on Amazon, et cetera, pick up Cardiac Arrest, uh, you can read more about it. But, Howard, give us a little uh, oh, a little teaser on uh, the trial. Yeah, well, so you get there and you don't, not knowing exactly what to expect, obviously you go through uh, jury selection. Uh, we wanted a jury to decide this case, and so you're picking. And, and actually, at, it's the first time in a criminal defense case where the defendant has an advantage over the prosecutors because the defense gets to strike more witnesses without cause than the prosecution does. And the defense doesn't have to show the prosecution the evidence, but the prosecution has to show the defense all the evidence. So up until that point, grand juries are in secret. The prosecutors can drag it out forever. But all of a sudden, you start a trial, and you feel like things have changed. And then you get up there, and, and you've got your practice, you know, openings. And because I had the money to put together a great defense, even though the federal government has unlimited funds, they don't have the talent to put together a really persuasive opening statement. They just get up there and say, we're the assistant U.S. attorney here in San Antonio, and this man committed a crime. So you start feeling pretty quickly the tide turning. And then when they put their witnesses on, our, our uh, defense lawyers were able to get the witnesses for the government to admit that the allegation, this allegation that we were violating FDA rules, was false, that we had all the FDA clearances we needed. Therefore, we didn't commit any crime. Yeah. And at yeah. that point, you're sitting there and you're thinking, we should just grab the mic and walk out of the courtroom, right? Yeah. The judge is looking like he's done. The prosecutors are kind of quizzical. They don't quite get it yet. But all of us are saying, why are we here in court when they're only alleging a violation of FDA rules and their own witness is saying it wasn't a violation of the rules? And the jurors are thinking the same thing. Yeah. But it, it has to go all the way through. The judge will never throw the trial out, and it has to get to where the jury gets the, the charges and then it comes back, and then you, you just get the verdict, and you're sitting there going, what just happened? Yeah. What did we just waste three weeks of time uh, sitting here? And, and, and then you say, well, I can get these prosecutors for misconduct, right? They did bad things. They read confidential grand jury transcripts to other witnesses. That's a per se illegal act. Yeah. And so then last five years, you know, this is five years ago. <laughs> the last five years, why is this newsworthy? We actually tried to get them brought up on misconduct charges. We spent the last five years in different areas, the Office of Inspector General, the Office of Professional Responsibility. And every time it's a former prosecutor deciding whether a current prosecutor did misconduct. And every time they came back, nothing to see here. Well, and what you are insular, you know, and and as it relates to to revealing grand jury testimony, uh, it's it's even still a no-no. I mean, there are a lot of things that in the last few years you thought were illegal and entirely improper that, you know, John Brennan and the like, they just do willy-nilly, Comey. I mean, you know, they're violating the law left and right. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Uh, before five, the last five, four or five years, uh, it actually was 
recognized and action was taken for that sort of illegal conduct, but not in your case, huh? No, and you're right. You know, this five years ago, I get the verdict, and I think this has to be the most unusual thing to happen in American jurisprudence, right? Yeah. I mean, this has to be so bizarre. Prosecutors don't normally act this way. This must be just wayward guys out of Washington, D.C. and San Antonio. And then I see what's going on with the Mueller investigation and Andrew Westman. Yeah. And then I see what's going on with Michael Flynn. And then I see what's going on with, like, making a murderer, you know, of, of the case over in, uh, in Wisconsin. Yeah. And how prosecutors act, not in the interest of justice, but in the interest of convictions. And I'm going, this is worse than I thought, because it happens all the time. And only people as fortunate as me have the ability to get through it. And that's when I got really upset about it. And that's when I really pushed to get some misconduct. And then I realized that there are so many other things going on in America today that the average person, the average senator, the average congressman, the average everyone isn't that concerned about what is one of the most gravest injustices that can happen to Americans. And that's to be put through the ringer of the criminal justice system. But it happens to so few, and there are so many of us, that it just doesn't rise to the level that people get excited and try to change it. How did it affect your personal life when you were going through this? You, your wife, your family? I mean, and it went on for years. Yeah, it went on for five years, and it's just like a, a, like a, a pot of water that's getting hotter every minute, and you're sitting in the middle of it thinking it's kind of nice, it's a little warm, it's hot, it's almost boiling. And so there's no one event here. It's kind of an incremental death by a thousand uh, cuts. Um, and, and you're feeling, but this is the other fortunate thing for me. I'm, I'm wired this way. I like a good fight. I don't really shy away from it. And I never did anything wrong. I was an Eagle Scout. I taught Sunday school. You know, I didn't have a single allegation. You have to be really white to survive these things. Oh, by the way, while this whole thing is going on, I'm still running a public company, right. developing medical devices. You know, and it, that was a blessing because I had something to do every day rather than sit there and worry about what's going to happen when the trial comes around. And so I was able to keep it together. My wife was very supportive. My family, to the extent I shared it with them, you know, being a good Minnesotan, we don't talk much about ourselves. And that was a good thing because I didn't really want to rehash it to people, explain what was going on, because they wouldn't be able to understand. And it was therapeutic to write the book, Cardiac Arrest, afterwards, because it really was an ability to, to, to share what it was like to start from a letter coming in the mail or a, a subpoena coming in the mail to a not guilty verdict and how that process uh, is dealt with by people in America. You know, uh, Howard, you bring up uh, cardiac arrest, and, and I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, you're an author. Uh, and it's a great book. And again, I commend everyone to go out and, and get it because it's a great read. But there are some other great reads that uh, uh, all of us are fully aware of. And, that, and that's, uh, you know, our kids' books, the Dr. Seuss books that, that uh, almost all of us grew up on. Uh, and certainly, and, and they continue to be some of the uh, best sellers of all books ever written. Uh, yet our cancel culture has reached that deep into the pool to grab these gems out. How do you feel about the canceling of uh, permanently six Dr. Seuss books that have been identified and I've looked at and uh, I I can't figure out, frankly, uh, the harm of any of these books? Uh, How do you feel as an author? about this uh, cancel culture and how deep it has reached to the burning of books, effectively. Yeah, I think that, you know, this one uh, affects me greatly, and, and I think it's the worst that I've heard of in a long, long time, if, if not forever, and it, but it's for a different reason. This isn't, you know, there's, there's three levels of cancel culture. The first one is the government cancels it. You know, it says, you cannot say that. And we have a First Amendment that protects us somewhat against that. That's, you know, going after Nazis and things. And the second level of cancel culture is big tech, Facebook, Google uh, canceling it or Amazon canceling it. But this is the third level, which is the most invidious, but it's also it's also the one that that people don't talk about much. And that's the self canceled culture, right? Because nobody went to the Zeus Foundation and said, you have to pull these books. Government didn't say it. Uh, Amazon didn't pull it. Nobody actually did it. They did it to themselves. And, and 
you know, Ted Geisel, who was Dr. Zeus, died in 1991, so it's 30 years ago. But he set up a foundation before he was died to take the publishing rights. And that foundation made $33 million last year. And it's populated by people to carry on the Dr. Seuss legacy. And these people are seeing what's going on in America today and thinking, we have to be a step ahead of that. Before they cancel all of us, before they come for us, before Amazon says you can't sell any book, we want to be the good guys. So we're going to take six of our books out of publication to appease the hungry wolves that are out there trying to cancel anything they find objectionable. And when we start canceling ourselves and nobody else has to do it, there is no protection in the law. There's no protection in, in, in culture or in the media. There's no protection at all. And that's what we've come to is that, you know, the old joke about there's two guys in the woods, they come across a, a bear and one guy starts limbering up and the other guy says, what are you doing? You can't outrun the bear. And the guy says, I don't have to outrun the bear. I only have to outrun you. <laughs> and exactly. so what they're doing here is trying to outrun the rest of us. And I saw that as a public company CEO. I saw that every day where you see these people making public statements of how good they are about things they don't believe in because they didn't want to be the public company. And there is a term for it called virtue signaling. That's what it is. I am more righteous than you, so I've outrun you. You're going to get caught in the wave before I do. Uh, But believe me, in the end... The only people standing uh, will be uh, Joseph Stalin, Fidel Castro, and the famed, but often forgotten, Yuri Andropov. Don't you remember Andropov, Howard? Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, we're going to come right back and talk further with Howard Root after this short break. But uh, until then, go to ParkerDK.com. And make sure you stay with us. We got a lot more to talk about. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot. Mark Twain once quipped, a lie can travel halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. When you are lied about and it spreads, the resulting mayhem and destruction can be, and often is, disastrous. Hi, this is Andrew Parker, co-founder of the Parker Daniels Keyboard Law Firm. I recently handled a high-profile defamation lawsuit on behalf of a luxury home real estate agent whose business was decimated by falsehoods spread about him. After nearly two years of litigation and two weeks of trial, the jury came back with a verdict of more than $2 million for our client. Parker Daniels Keyboard. We litigate cases, we try cases, and we win cases. With a record of excellence in achieving extraordinary results, Parker Daniels Keyboard lawyers have consistently won huge verdicts for its clients in the areas of defamation, civil rights violations, regulatory battles, and intellectual property theft. For wise counsel and winning results, contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, premier law firm in downtown Minneapolis. This is Dennis Prager, along with my fellow host, Mike Gallagher. We both want to invite you to join us for a trip of a lifetime to the Holy Land this October 27th to November 5th. I've been all over the world, but I can never get enough of the great state of Israel. You will be amazed and inspired in your faith. Dennis and I have planned every detail, minute by minute, of this trip to make sure you have the best experience possible. We're confident by October our trip will be safe, especially because Israel is the leading country in the world in COVID. COVID vaccinations. Join us as we sail on the Sea of Galilee in boats that are replicas of the ones Jesus sailed in with his disciples. Walk the steps of the old city of Jerusalem and join us for a Shabbat service that will reenact the old traditions. It's something you'll never forget. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Aren't you ready to travel again? We are. So come join us. Did your employer make you sign a promissory note when joining the company, and now you want to leave but you're afraid your firm will pursue you personally for that debt? This is Jesse Keyboard from the law firm Parker Daniels Keyboard. I recently represented a client who had signed such a note, and I was able to get them out of their $500,000 debt to their company, which allowed them the freedom to exit a bad employment situation and enter a much better one. Meeting our clients' objectives is our focus at Parker Daniels Keyboard, and in this regard, we win. Our experienced trial team of lawyers at Parker Daniels Keyboard have secured major victories in state and federal courts across the country and through arbitration. We have the legal expertise in all types of business disputes, labor and employment matters, real estate matters, shareholder disputes, financial transactions, security issues, and appeals. For wise counsel, winning results... 
contact us at Parker Daniels Keyboard, a premier litigation law firm that provides efficient, aggressive, and innovative solutions to complex legal problems. Wise counsel, winning results. Go to ParkerDK.com. It's the Victory Hour. I'm Andrew Parker, and we're joined today uh, by author, CEO, Howard Root, uh, talking about issues of the day and about his book, Cardiac Arrest, and what he experienced uh, a bit more than five years ago, actually starting 10 years ago. Uh, Howard, I wanted to shift gears as I, as I did as we were talking about cancel culture and the effect on on books and the uh the modern day book burnings i want to shift gears to uh see how you're faring during this pandemic this covid time and also what you think about uh the now 100% reopening that is going that is occurring starting uh started this week in mississippi and texas what are your thoughts on COVID, and how do you think we've handled it? Well, I'm I'm fortunate again in this way. I, you know, after I, I won the verdict when I, I came back to Minneapolis to run my company, I I decided I needed to get out. I was jaded to say the least, and it's not a good attitude to have running a public company. So I sold Vascular Solutions uh, four years ago and retired. And and so as all retired CEOs of Minnesota companies do, I'm down here in Naples, as you know, uh, yep. and uh, and living. You know, they always say if, you, if you're in Minnesota and you think you're young and you're, or you say if you think if you're in Minnesota and you think you're old and you're rich, move to Naples. You realize you're young and you're poor. You know, <laughs> so that's, that's where I am down here. Uh, but that gives me the ability to kind of shelter in place as much as I, I I need to. I'm not, I don't have a day job, so I don't have to do that. And you can communicate. It's 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 been a tough year for everyone, but for me, it's been very easily you know dealt with now. I look at what's going on, and, and again, I'm appalled at the government's ineffectiveness in responding to this. I mean, what they did was take power first and make good action second. Uh, the attitude that they're going to really uh, shut down the healthy to try to protect the vulnerable was crazy. I mean, any other time we've had something, you protect the vulnerable and let the healthy get on with their business. But it's, it's good to see, finally, some of the states opening up and uh, the thing that amazes me, they act like, you know, Texas and Mississippi are opening up. Well, all they're doing is taking off the mandate. It doesn't mean that nobody can wear a mask. It doesn't mean that people are recommended to party next to each other. But, but have public or have your own personal responsibility. And, and I like when governors are standing up like that. And in our own state of Minnesota, you know, it's the exact opposite, that if the governor doesn't do something by dictate, he assumes that everyone's going to uh, run wild and, and put themselves at risk. And that's not American in any way, shape, or form. So I'm, I'm hopeful we're on the other side of this now with the uh, vaccines coming out. Uh, I actually thought that the vaccines would get distributed much quicker. I always thought the hardest part of the vaccine was getting it developed, which it is. And then once it was developed and manufactured, getting it into the arms would be easy. But I didn't realize the government was going to interfere with the distribution as they have and, and made it the that it's become. But fortunately, I think we were only a month or two away from getting herd immunity through vaccinations, and then uh, we can put this ugly mess behind us, at least in some ways. Uh, yeah, amen. Amen to that. Uh, but we need uh, political leaders who are willing to give up uh, some of their uh, power that they have uh, they've grabbed. And it's not often that political leaders give up power as opposed to grabbing it. Uh, so we're, we're going to see it in certain states. Others are going to drag on and on and on. Uh, California, who knows how long, uh, with Newsom. Uh, but shifting gears again, do you think that the United States uh, is soon enough going to be a one-party nation? I mean, can the Republican Party... Uh, survive, uh, you know, not not survive Donald Trump, certainly, uh, as I've 
you know, been a supporter of his policies from the beginning. Uh, but uh, survive what appears to be a real break uh, within the party, and in any event, survive what appears to be an onslaught of uh, Democratic votes that have come out beating Donald Trump in both the last two uh, elections, at least in the popular vote, by quite a bit. Right. It's going to get increasingly difficult. And to kind of tie the three themes of today together, you know, the Democrats control the establishment. The establishment has the judiciary and the prosecutorial power, right? So they can put you in prison if they don't like you. They will use that power in order to have censorship, which will then lead to self-censorship. So any conservative speaking his or her mind in a public forum is, is going to have severe repercussions against them. And, and, and then And then you get to the third one, which is the elections, and you've got to win elections with an increasing number of, of, of votes being questionable and vote gathering questionable and voter fraud questioned out there. I mean, you put it together and you go, they're, they're canceling any discussion of the issues we have and they make it impossible to discuss the other side. And then you want the other side, being the Republican side, to win the election. I mean, how does that happen? So the pushback has to be significant, but the pushback is difficult because, again, the establishment is what we're pushing against. I mean, it's not Joe Biden is the president today. Nobody believes that. It's the Biden administration is the president today. The administration is doing what they want to, and Joe Biden signs the paperwork at the end of the day. And again, in Minnesota, we've got a governor who's taken power and given it to the administrative state here, and they tell us what they will do and what they won't do, but an emergency power that goes on for, what is it now, nine months, seven months, pretty much a year, yeah. without any legislative influence? How do you get away from that? I mean, you have to fight back, but you have to fight back with the right person saying, this is not America. We need to do better. And that what is, it's tough to do. I mean, we've got Ron DeSantis down here in Florida, which I think is who's, I think is doing it exactly the right way. But can you imagine the amount of pressure he's getting put on and his family and, and everyone else because he's fighting the tide on every level, on the cultural side, on the education side, on the political side? to try to let us live our lives as much as we can and take responsibility for our own safety. Yeah, and, and the, you and know, you've got the uh, Howard, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, and and the foundation of it is uh, through messaging, you mentioned censorship and self-censorship. Uh, uh, so all that we hear is the drumbeat of the left-wing media messaging, uh, the the Democratic Party's press secretary, which is about every channel you turn on and every pundit that uh, has a microphone in front of them. And it's this constant messaging of misinformation over here will tell you what the facts are. (laughs) How can the Republican Party fight that? Who do you think, we've got about uh, 40 seconds, who do you think the Republicans can put up that can uh, deal with that? onslaught, uh, triumvirate uh, set of issues? Well, on the national stage, I'm, I'm a big fan of Ron DeSantis. I really like Tom Cotton and Christy Nome. And I like to have multiple shots on goal and see who can, who can make it the clearest way um, and, and get there. And as bad as we think we have it, imagine if you were in school today. And we get the drumbeat through the media, but if you get it from your education system as well, that's where the fight has to be really most forceful is keeping our educational system, getting out of the public schools, getting to the private schools, getting our kids into colleges that educate, not teach the dribble like goes on at these schools out east and even in the Midwest. Um, and so it, it's a tall task. But if we don't do it, what's going to be left? We got to do it. We got to work hard. That's Howard Root, author of Cardiac Arrest. Go out and get it. Five heart stopping years as a CEO of the Fed's hit list. Join us next week when we're going to have Republican Party Chairwoman Jennifer Carnahan on the Victory Hour. Until then, have a great week. You've been listening to the Victory Hour with Andrew Parker of Parker Daniels Keyboard. Wise counsel, winning results. For more information, go to parkerdk.com. Until next time, he leaves you with these words from Winston Churchill. All the great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Pick it up or take it out, rackshacktogo.com or rackshackdelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to rackshacktogo.com for pickup or rackshackdelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. Celebrating two decades.